Back on the Lance J Radio Network, we're broadcasting here at Rise in Nashville, Tennessee. I One of the things about I love about what we're doing with the show, I get to connect with people that I've worked with at health plans in, in the past. And, and I have, so I have Clayton Thompson on the phone. I worked with Clayton back at Community Health Plan of Washington back in my Seattle days. And it was back, I talk on the show all the time, Clayton, about how I lived downtown Seattle, right by the Space Needle, was walking to work every day. But I lived in like a 400 square foot apartment. And it was a studio apartment. It was the time of my life. I was eating the best pho that you could possibly get. There was this great Vietnamese restaurant right up the street. I was in the corner of Boren Avenue and Pike Street. And I used to I used to go running every day and would run by the the, the famous fish market in Seattle and, and I just loved that time. Like I cherished that time. I loved it. And I always say this, Clayton, when I worked at Community Health Plan in Washington, it was the smartest collection of people that I've ever worked with at any place in my entire life. Like I was in a room, there are fifty people in the room and all 50 of those people were really, really, really smart. It was a great health plan. They had some great people that were there. And, and I've seen people that have matriculated from there and gone on to some fantastic things. So, so Clayton, he is actually, let me make sure I'm getting this right, that I'm getting the, the, the bio right. My understanding is that you're the, you're the West Region Director for, for United Optum for, for stars. Is that, is that accurate? Is that, is that an accurate depiction of, of what you do? Meaning that you run the HEDIS program, the CAPS program, the HAS program, all of that stuff for the, for the West region of, of Optum. Is that, is that accurate? That is correct. And okay. I will definitely take the compliment of being in the room uh, when you're talking about the other 50 people. Oh like, man, it's just, it's just so, <laughs> many, so many brilliant people. I, I keep in touch with Bailey. I keep in touch with Ratana. I keep in touch with quite a, with Rudy Dominguez. I keep in touch with quite a few people from that plan, and just constantly impressed at at the brilliance and what people are doing. So, so great to have you on the show. I really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. We're just after the lunch break. It's a little bit quiet in the vendor mm-hmm. reception hall. Everybody's at. There's a huge OIG. Excuse me. There's a huge OIG conference and some speakers from CMS are talking about OIG audits and talking about data submissions. So that's, that's got everyone's attention, but wanted to talk to you, Clayton. Um, so I'll, I'll start this year was kind of an easy year. I don't want to say easy year. Cause I've, you know, I've run stars just, just like you run stars. This year was a favorable year for star ratings. I think the CMS cut everybody some slack because of COVID because of all of the issues we're all simultaneously going through it. Uh, we're, we're, we're working from home. Many of us are losing loved ones or, or had COVID or, or some of us are long haulers, all of that stuff. But, but CMS stepped in. Star ratings this year seem to be a little bit more normalized. The majority of the plans were four or above. So I'm sure that that was beneficial for you and in, in your portfolio. What are your thoughts, though, as far as I'm curious, what are leaders like you doing? And, and, and you have more of a reflection on CAPS. What are leaders like yourself, Clayton, doing to make sure that you're that you're good, not lucky, meaning that you didn't get lucky because CMS made some changes, but you actually have the best practices so that in subsequent years, 2023, 2024, you can have those great cap scores and those great star ratings. Well, I think it's a great question. I think one of the main reasons we got cut slack was just the amount of access folks were able to hit this year. It's really right. difficult for anyone to get into the, into the office. So as a result, everything kind of dropped. Uh, yeah. I mean, really, as as we move into the uh, uh, HEDIS and CAPS have really changed. Uh, the, the star ratings have overall really changed from a 
you know, quantitative, did he get someone in, to qualitative, how was their care? So really having CAP's focus in quality is a huge shift and being able to really focus that for um, both the executives and below around the importance of making sure that members' experience is as good as it possibly can be is everyone's uh, key right now. I love talking to people from national plans. So, you know, the whole United Optum spectrum, you're not looking at it from, from just one state or, or, or local. I mean, you're covering, you're covering um, Washington State, Oregon, California, which are three completely different states. You know, I think a lot of people from the East Coast, they look at it as blue state, left coast, um, you know, even leftists in, in, in politics. But as someone that spent a lot of time living on the West Coast, Seattle's much different from San Francisco, which is much different from Los Angeles, which is much different from Medford, Oregon. So you have you have so many different pockets and places. There's some places in Oregon that are very rural, that are that are very uh, conservative, that have some of the SDOH issues that you see back on the East Coast and in some other areas. Um, you've been impacted by COVID just like everybody else. Um, I'm curious of your mindset as a leader that's, that has more of a national plan and a national presence, how do you get down to the granularity of the zip codes? Because from my time in Washington, you know, I remember going, I remember going to Spokane, which is actually my favorite place to go when I was at CHPW, but Spokane is, is much different than going to Interfaith up in, uh, up in Mount Vernon or, or, or Bellingham, wherever, wherever it was, or, or going to CMAR down in Seattle. I mean, it's, it's just, it's the same health plan, but so many different looks. How do leaders like yourself make that preparation so that regardless of what zip code you're in, everybody's getting the same care? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, even to your point, West LA and East LA are completely different places. Oh, yeah. too. I mean, there's, there's oh, so yeah. much difference. And uh, I really think it's about listening to the community leaders that are in the region. You're never going to know as much as the people who got boots on the ground, especially right. from a higher up level. Right. So you have to be, um, you know, cognizant of that and listen to the needs by by region and by area, and then recognize that you don't know the region nearly as good as you do. You talk a lot, uh, Clayton, about about the CAP survey, and and I really think of you as a CAPS Haas expert. I've had a chance to. I spent probably eight years administering CAPS in Haas, so so understand that. Um, have have had good years, have had bad years, have oversampled, have gotten burned for oversampling, uh, learned a lot over that time. Why is patient experience, why is CMS putting so much weight on the patient experience as opposed to, I think, when you and I got into this business, where it was mostly HEDIS-based and uh, formulary-based, but, but now you got to keep the A1C within reason, but you've got to do it and make sure that the patient has a good experience. Well, I think it's, it's like it's like I was talking about earlier that it's as we get closer to easier access and and those things they're, they're going up and they're staying up. So your your yeah. cut points on your different heat measures are so high up that I think the way that CMS is looking at it and CQA in general is that okay, we've got this partially done. Now let's talk about how the experience is for the yeah. member, which is just as important. They're not going to go in if they're having a terrible time. That's true. So you got to make sure that they're having the best possible time they can. It That's is. True. It is, you know, it's, there's nothing harder than a, a patient survey, but it's, it is important for the membership and for their health care. 
Absolutely. What are some of the barriers that, that you're seeing with, with HEDIS as we get? I know, once again, we talk about OIG, and, and a lot of that is for risk adjustment because HEDIS, you have the NCQA audit process, so you you really can't submit false data through HEDIS even if you wanted to. I mean, you have to go through an auditor, either going to approve it or they're not going to approve it. I've had many a source of, of, of truth for, for, for codes and supplemental data flagged and, and expunged from the record, so I've, I've dealt with that. I've even unfortunately been in, but I've been at a plan that had a no report. Now, fortunately for me, I just got to that plan a couple of weeks earlier, so I wasn't responsible for that. But I've seen the best of HEDIS. Um, I've been a five across the board at diabetes measures and had those victories, but I've, I've seen the worst in HEDIS uh, as, as well. What do you think about just data integrity across the board? Because what I'm learning, uh, Clayton, I thought I had some strong audit processes in place, but I'm even realizing, you know, as maturing as an executive and a, and a healthcare consultant, I never really did serious claims audits. You know, I did supplemental data mm -hmm. audits because those were the vendors that I managed and I was responsible for. But a lot of the data that comes out that people get flagged for comes from claims. And usually mm -hmm. someone like yourself or myself, um, an executive that runs risk adjustment or runs STARS, doesn't necessarily have the jurisdiction into claims. They, you, claims usually does not live with a VP of STARS or a director of STARS. So curious uh, of your thoughts of uh, data integrity across the board and how that's going to shape and mold the healthcare system moving forward? I mean, you answer that, you fix healthcare overall, right? Uh, but uh, I would say that, I would say, I mean, coding is really one of the biggest things in around claims and coding specifically. And it's tough, uh, the amount of codes that came out with ICD 10 expansion. Right. Uh, I think EHRs have been really helpful. One thing I've been really worried about overall, though, is that as TDIS moves more towards uh, electronic health. Uh, Sorry, uh, as long as it moves to EHR only, I think that right. could be really problematic yeah, for some be. of those small rural clinics yeah. that don't have those EHRs. Yeah. And that'll affect membership, you know, the members who are in those areas that really need the care kind of negatively. So it's kind of finding that medium balance. Nah, definitely. Uh, before we let you go, so I appreciate you coming in and spending, uh, calling in and spending some time with us. What do you think yeah. about social determinants of health programs? Because obviously, um, you guys are one of the gold standards as far as macro level planning um, for, for others. Heat is, rather it's data. Um, you know, United Optum is always on the cutting edge. Obviously, you have the largest market share in, in, the, in the country and so many things that are, that are going for you. What, what are you guys doing or, or what are some of your thoughts about social determinants of health programs, rather it's uh, using OTC benefits for food delivery or... Um, you know, adding transportation benefits. What are what are some of the things that, that you're seeing in the industry for for additional benefit packages that that represent SDOH and health equity programs? Yeah, and I mean, with Selma yesterday and it being International Women's Day, great question. You know, uh, I think you know there are good programs out there, but the main issue in NCQA just released the thing about this in January around just the availability of race and ethnicity data. Right. It's kind of hard oh, yeah. to have the conversation when you don't have That's the so data. True. And then, and then the, so like really, really focusing and hammering down from the CMS and NCQA standpoint on making that data a requirement. Um, but at the same hand, having like local outreach to talk to communities of color and all communities uh, about why we're getting that data because sometimes it's hard to ask for those kind of questions yeah. and people are going to ask why you're asking that yeah. so it's actually one of their recommendations was actually getting community voices out there to say why we're asking for it and then we can get it and then we can help people 
Nah, that's great stuff. If somebody wants to tap yeah. in with you, Clayton, um, so if you're just if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Clayton Thompson, who is a former colleague of mine from Community Health Plan of Washington. Now he's running the the West Region of Stars for United Optum, so has a huge port portfolio and and obviously a, a leader in this industry, an up and coming name in this industry. If somebody wants to tap in with you on LinkedIn or, or find you on Instagram or somewhere, mm -hmm. where where's the place to find you? Uh, I'm Clayton Thompson on LinkedIn, and then I have a, a email for Clayton B. Thompson at Gmail, and you can contact me directly. That's good stuff, man. Thank you so much yeah. for, for coming on the show and spending some time with us, and I hope that you'll, that you'll come back and, and kind of be a regular because I have a whole bunch of other questions that, uh, that I want to ask you, man. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. I'm not doing the health cast. I consult for many startups and ACOs who are new to the healthcare business. Episource serves Medicare, commercial, and Medicaid plans with an experienced risk adjustment team that cares about results and building partnerships. With the largest health plans and healthcare organizations as clients, Episource aims to obtain the best medical chart retrieval rates, the highest coding accuracy, and the maximum level of project satisfaction. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. Now, my kid Frankie's going to go with you and he's going to keep an eye on you, make sure everything goes right. Now, you see that God that brought me in here? Uh, he's been taken care of it, and he's going to set it up in his joint to get me into the water. And all you got to do is be there with the boat to pick me up. Look, Tony, this is not exactly the Listen, the contract's already down on your pile. The guys, the guns, the line pit's already dug. You understand what I'm saying? And from in here, just one button I push. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.